What's up, guys? It's your favorite girls on Bossy Bonitas. And we have a special guest host today. She's our very own American Latino, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There she goes again. Guys, listen up, sit back, relax, as we've got an amazing show, and you don't just have to hear our voices anymore. Dirty looks from your mother. That's right. You know what time it is, everyone. It is time for another episode of Bossy Bonitas. Your girl, Leslie Ambrose here. Oh, wow. I said my name really white. Let me fix that real quick. <laughs> Your girl, Leslie Ambrose here uh, with Candice Cruz. Candice, what's, what's up, up? guys? <laughs> Glad to be back. Feels good to be sitting behind this mic again. It does. I always like... Also, when I... Never mind. I was going to go on another tangent. I'm losing my mind today. What a great start to the show. Um, it's so, like like you were saying, it's so good to be back. It is. Even though I'm a little discombobulated. It's, I am too. I'm good. right there with you. Mm-hmm. But it's all been good stuff. Yeah, we've been super busy. Super busy, super excited, and uh, good things coming our way. But um, I'm right. overly excited because we have a guest on this episode. Yeah, we do. You don't just have to hear our voices anymore. As much as you love it. <laughs> Mine better, right? Hey, wait a second. I like my voice, okay? I know, All we right. had a whole thing about, about your voice. Was it last time, two episodes ago? Yeah. Some time ago. We it's definitely chatted fun. about it for it's a It's a while. popular conversation, guys, it day is. to day. It's great, it's but we are excited because we're finally welcoming our first guest on Basi Bonitas. This former Miss California USA is going to do big things in the world of entertainment journalism. At just 26, she's a popular host for American Latino, Complex Media, and Collider, interviewing people like Jay Balvin, Jorge Diaz, the cast of Isos High, Kevin Hart, Ty Dolla Sign, Michael B. Jordan, Whew, just to name a few. <laughs> and she's pretty much had the most amazing jobs you could ever dream of. She's a Laker girl and a Disney princess. So, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty excited. That to was have a her. really nice intro, Candace. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. <laughs> Plus, we're good friends. So I have to yeah. like hype you up, girl. Gotta, she's, she's your hype girl. You know? I know, I'll be the hype girl all day, I need every to, day. Before we start, Michael B. Jordan. I know, girl. Damn. I know. I'm getting like warm just hearing his name. <laughs> you guys have no idea how like gorgeous he is in person and such a nice human being and like very good with interviews like on the carpet like he was not a diva at all he was just really great I was about to ask like what was it like being on that carpet for Mm -hmm. Black Panther like that's like iconic yeah it was nerve-wracking um so it was an event for New York Fashion Week with Complex and they were like first I was only supposed to interview like a couple of people some of the designers from the film and then they were like, oh, okay, well, you're actually going to interview the whole cast and the director and the designers and some extra designers. And it was just like all thrown it in last minute. And I hadn't really done a red carpet with that many celebrities before, so I was not sure how I was going to react. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was just there like, okay, let's see how this goes. And I think I just was so focused on everything that I, I got my sentences right. Thankfully, I strung them along together, especially with Michael B. Jordan, and it came out really good. So, yeah, I was oh, happy with exciting. it. That's exciting. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, jealous. to be there, and then all of a sudden, it just falls in your, like, that's, yeah. that's lining up the universe right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Thank you, universe. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my, my God. I think if I interviewed Michael B. Jordan, I'd be like, hey. Oh, <laughs> you know, the embarrassing thing was uh-huh. is that, so they choose a thumbnail from the interview to put on YouTube. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> so I finally see the thumbnail that they choose, and it's me next to Michael B. Jordan with the biggest, dumbest smile <laughs> on my face. And I have, like, this oh protruding vein, like, in the middle of my forehead that comes out whenever I laugh, like, way too hard. That vein was out and proud. And yeah. it was just me, like, ah, like, smiling so big next to Michael B. Jordan, who's, like, so cool and, like, so sexy. Uh, oh, my God. I and think I'm, I like, would do the same thing. <laughs> it's just so embarrassing. But it was a great, great thumbnail. Good I'm job. I'm sure he thought it was endearing. Anything. <laughs> Hopefully. Oh, my God. And so, that, I mean, this girl's crazy. <laughs> clearly with your intro and with even this story, you're doing big things. Thank you. Um, and as a Latina, that's amazing. We're so proud of you. Oh, I know thanks, guys. We, I'm proud of you. Me and you just met, but yeah. we're, I'm proud of you. Um, <laughs> and I want to know, just as a Latina, what has, it, um, what has your journey been like and what have been some of the highs and lows of that? Well, I think the highs is that um, – the industry is opening its doors to more Latinos. And I think that our stories, I mean, slowly but surely are getting pushed to the forefront and people are really getting to understand us as a culture. And I think that's amazing. And for me, hosting American Latino in particular is something that's so special to me because it represents my identity, you know? And I think like growing up, my mom's from Nicaragua. She's an immigrant. My dad is Mexican-American. He's like third generation already. So I had like a really crazy blend of like first generation culture from Nicaragua and then sort of like a more like relaxed like Mexican culture and with like American. And I think that we were sort of touching on this topic before we we went on air, but um, in Hollywood, there's so many stereotypes about like what does it actually mean to be Latina? What like box can we put you in in terms of like casting or whatever and so I think it's so special that American Latino highlights yeah of course the people who have come from their countries and brought such strong culture here to America but also those who are children of immigrants who have this beautiful blend of cultures and what that means and like what we can bring to the table um, in an industry that's so used to like putting boxes mm -hmm. or like putting mm -hmm. people in boxes so that's a nice high point. A low point is interestingly enough that when I do get jobs where they want a Latina, they're like, okay, we want an authentic Latina. Then I go on to the job and they're like, um, you know what? what? Can you be more Latina? Like air quotations. And it's come from Latin outlets, interestingly enough. Wow. So mm. I was just sort of, I had one moment, um, maybe I think this was last year and I was just like, wow, really? Like, I thought I was authentic Latina. So you're just telling me like, no, I have to be, you know, under, like not authentic to myself and put in some extra Spanish words, like just to make it, you know, viable to people. And mm -hmm. I just, that was sort of a low point. So hopefully the more that, um, you know, people like us in this room are able to get out into the mainstream that people can really see like, okay, like a Latina is not a uh, Sofia Vergara or, you know, someone that's fluent or someone who can cook well or whatever. Like I'm throwing out all these stereotypes. Hopefully that the more that we get out into this industry that they can say like, oh yeah, like they're just badass girls. Like, who are Latina, who are also American, who have so much more color to bring to this industry. So, Amen. Yeah. Yes, yes, girl. That's crazy that it came from yeah, I know. Latino outlets. I know. Wow. But it I, was weird. I do feel like at the same time, when it comes to a brand, quote unquote, you kind of want to fit within that brand. Mm -hmm. So if it's selling to like an all Spanish speaking market, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's still that stereotype within the Latino culture as well. 
you yeah. really oh, think about it of like issues, you're yeah. not latina enough because you're not like rolling your r's at the right yeah. time or you're not yeah. saying this word this way yeah with and an we've accent. even talked about that before on this show and i think that as much as we're growing in hollywood there's so much more to like mm-hmm. grow and change mm-hmm. yeah it's really a double-edged sword because mm-hmm. you want to cater to your audience mm-hmm. But you also want to show that there really are no more boundaries as time goes on and as families blend together. And so I think that that's just going to take time for, you know, the mainstream media to really wrap their head around it. But I, I think yeah. they're they're doing a pretty decent job. Yeah. But, you know, and then you go into the other side where it's like, OK, well, then you go into the culture and like, what what are they doing? Because I even got a comment one time on a post for American Latino and they're like, they should have given this job to a girl who spoke Spanish. And I was like, excuse me, the call for the job said English speaking, like Hispanic. So bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh you should just God. post a screenshot of the casting notice <laughs> yeah. and be like, and here you go. I'm just going to this right this here. I got the job. Thanks. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But there is, I mean, even we were saying before we started mm. too, like there is a lot of that weird I don't want to say like prejudice against like Latinos who don't mm-hmm. speak Spanish or mm-hmm. aren't the best Spanish speakers. But I mean, but at the same time, then we have icons like Selena who didn't speak the best Spanish in the world. I mean, yeah. somebody just posted on Instagram like a few weeks ago that I saw. Um, she did an interview with Cristina. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're being Mexican. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Cristina was yeah. ever on at home. Yeah, of course. Probably not in a Puerto mm-hmm. My grandma yeah. would watch uh-huh. her all the time. <laughs> Cristina, for those who don't know, Cristina was basically the Oprah, yes. for, especially for Mexican-Americans and some other Latino um, households. But Selena was on Cristina, and she was, I forgot what number she said wrong in Spanish, and everyone was laughing, and she was like, oh, haha, like, sorry, I don't speak it that great, you know? Mm-hmm. And they showed all these other interviews where she would like mess up or speak improper grammar and different things. So it's crazy how we like idolize this icon, mm-hmm. but then things like these comments that you're getting still exist where, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. you're not Latina enough yeah. or, oh, somebody who you suddenly don't appreciate your culture enough if you don't yeah, speak it's the like, language. It's right. like you're undeserving of the title, which is weird. And mm-hmm. I don't know why people are like that. And so it's just sort of probably one of those things where it's like you just have to prove to them like Mm -hmm. I represent you even though I don't speak the Spanish or speak the language perfectly or with my accents or with the right conjugation because god conjugations kill me (laughs) it's so I mean at the the same time Uh like even people that are English speaking. Yeah. They don't even yeah. know how to speak it properly. It's so so true. let's be real here. Cardi yeah. B, I love her, but. Uh, hello. <laughs> uh-uh, homegirl. Sometimes I'm like, say that again. Can I get some subtitles? Can I get a subtitle here, please? Uh-huh. I need a lower third <laughs> on that right now. I love Cardi B. Nobody come for me in the I know, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have like the whole party gang like uh-huh. come up on you. Oh no, I love her. I love her. But I mean, it's a, it's a known yeah. fact. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, it kind of brings me to the mm-hmm. one of the questions I was going to ask you, kind of answered it already, was like, does that change your identity with identifying with being a Latina? The fact that you don't speak the language, have you grown up with that, like not identity crisis, but like that questioning yourself of how much you are and how quote unquote whitewashed you are or whatever that may be like in your raising and then becoming who you are as a host as well. Absolutely. And I feel like I'm still um, struggling with that because I, you know, the running joke when I was growing up was that I was a coconut. I was brown on the outside, white on the inside. Like, it's a very common thing that you would, like, mm-hmm. use to yep. describe mm-hmm. someone who looks Latina. Like, I'm dark skin, like, curves, everything, but 
I just sort of sound like a white girl now and again, <laughs> which is okay, you know? Um, so I think especially with, with my career, with instances like what happened with like, hey, we need you to be more authentic. Like that stuff, like I won't lie. It is definitely hard because I'm like, okay, well, I don't fit in with like a American market and then I don't fit in with the Latin market, but like I do have this gray area and then should I play like my race up a little bit to get like some good opportunities or do I like stay true to myself? Like what should I do? And so I think it really is just about like a case to case thing and how you feel that you should approach whatever job. But at least mm-hmm. that's like what I do, you know? And, and I think too is just reminding myself that I am authentic and there's nothing that I need to change to be authentic. You know, and for someone to ask you to do that, I think that just shows you that it's not the right opportunity or the right path for you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just being like proud of, yeah, I do have both cultures. You know, I have my mom who is Nicaraguan. She's making all the food in the kitchen and, you know, all the traditions. And then I have my dad that like on Thanksgiving, he and his family just turn on football like we don't like we don't do a lot of the Mexican traditions so it's an interesting blend but I think that again like the more that I go out and the more that I do find my own voice the more comfortable that I'm like yeah like so what I can't speak Spanish fluently but I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and I think that's the best that people can do is try yeah no it's true and I definitely I've been called a coconut growing up and Mm -hmm. it it messed with my identity issues as a kid so much to the point where I was like, I'm going to dye my hair blonde and wear blue contacts oh. when I'm 18. Oh, like, totally. Because I was like, y'all going to say I'm whitewashed? Fine. Guess yeah. what you're going to get. Thankfully, that didn't happen. <laughs> I don't see you uh, as a blonde, Leslie. I don't think I could do it. Natasha I mean, no rocks offense, it, but, but I don't think I, I could like, do it. I was like, I dyed my hair blonde. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. You're good. You're I was going for like the J-Lo vibes. There no, you go. You're killing I mean, it. J-Lo pulls it off. Like, let me tell she you. Does. And Shakira. Uh-huh. Oh, sh- oh, Shakira. Mm. Well, yeah. yeah. Shakira's yeah. like Beyonce is blonde and she's That's right. True. No one's questioning her identity. Yeah. I mean she's Beyonce, all yeah, right. She could do whatever right, she, she wants. She could do whatever. She can she have wants. green hair. <laughs> Don't matter. Oh, she would kill it with green. That would look interesting. Okay, I'm oh, yeah, I know now. I'm like fantasizing about Beyonce's hair color. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys watch her live stream for uh, her Coachella performance? Yeah. Okay, so I haven't because I need to just sit down with like no distractions and watch it for a full hour and a half. So every time I see a clip on social media, I just like immediately rush past it because I'm like, I don't want to ruin my experience. Because you were at Coachella, right? Mm -hmm. And you went with with Complex. Complex. Yeah. What was that like? Mm -hmm. It was fun. It was my first time going. So I'd never gone to Coachella before. Um, I always just dubbed myself not a festival person um, because I'm not that great with like crowds, especially like a pit in a concert situation. One time I went to a Kanye West concert and I was in like the general admission area and I straight up got elbowed in the face. Oh, (laughs) no. No. I was like, all right, uh, crowds are not for me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not. But that being said, it was cool to go for work because we sort of had more of a VIP like experience. And then um, actually I found out while I was there, they don't allow cameras in the actual festival grounds. So we had to like film outside. But honestly, everywhere around Coachella is a party. Like we were doing like we went to the um, Republic Records party and we're at the American Express like VIP lounge. And so that is just as much a part of the Coachella experience as as actually being at the shows. Um, so I, I had a blast and hopefully the next time I go I won't be for work and I can just like really enjoy myself. Not that I didn't enjoy myself, but it would be cool to like see the shows and, and do the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's, 
I always say I'll only go to Coachella if someone pays me. You True. Live that, Seriously. You live that dream. A, you know, getting them checks. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, tell us like the journey because you went to Chapman University, yes. right? Yeah. So for broadcast journalism, mm-hmm. what was that like from, you know, doing Miss California and graduating and then like going on the journey of trying to n- navigate the whole hosting game? Yeah. I mean, uh, again, I have to thank like the universe and God for really helping me out. I would like to first thank God. <laughs> <laughs> She's pointing up to the ceiling She's so guys diplomatic. right now. <laughs> so diplomatic. Uh-huh. But it's true because um, going to Chapman, I had a lot of friends that went the small market news route. And I knew while I was in school that that was something that I did not want to do. Um, and I also knew that entertainment was always going to be my focus. Like I grew up dancing at a young age. I was always watching E! News. I was just always fascinated by the entertainment industry. So it was something that was a part of my daily life. So it's like, why would I go like another route just because that's what I thought I had to do. I was like, no, like I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go with the entertainment news direction. Um, so that being said, like a lot of my classmates were in that hard news bubble and they had to move to Kansas or had to move to Montana Mm -hmm. just in hopes that they would make the ranks back to LA. So I'm really happy that I got to actually start in LA in the field that I wanted to go in. So I graduated and then I won Miss California maybe like six months after. And it was crazy because Two days after I won Miss California, I found out that I actually got a job as a host for a local Orange County TV station. Like, it literally happened just back to back. And I was just like, whoa, this is a little (laughs) overwhelming, but, like, awesome. Um, And so I worked at a local station for, like, six months, went to Miss USA, and then I realized um, that I sort of wanted to move a little quicker with my career. So I left that local news job and got into L.A. casting through, like, a commercial agent. And then that's how I found um, my job at Collider Video. And that sort of like skyrocketed me into like the next thing and the next thing because Collider was actually owned by Complex. So I sort of just really like eased my way in there, which again, I feel very fortunate to have because after I actually got the job and I was like, oh, wait, like this is actually a really big deal. Like, wow, I actually did this. And I had like friends coming up to me like, how did you get in? Like, can you get me an interview? And so I was just like really appreciative of how um how well that all like and collider was Mm -hmm. just through an an audition just like anybody else yeah Mm -hmm. so i was doing like commercial auditions you know i figured why not i don't have a job right now i may as well just try my hand at some commercials i only booked one (laughs) commercial for the whole year and like by the end of the year my agent called me and he's like so I feel like we just need to call it like it is. And <gasps> no! <laughs> he was like, I feel like, you know, it's just maybe acting is not your thing. And I was like, you know, I really feel the same way. And so it was like, the, I wish like my breakups with my boyfriends were that easy because we really were just like, okay, all right. Well, nice to know you. Like, goodbye. <laughs> but it, it was nice because through that is, yeah, how I found that audition search through like LA casting, which I, I'm actually not sure. Is LA casting open to anybody? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you just shout out to LA casting and Actors Access, if you live <laughs> in other local areas, you can sign up for it too. Yeah. And, and do like Atlanta, New York. Got it. do Vancouver, Toronto, okay. LA, they have a Texas. Yeah. Stuff on there. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So like through all of the acting like audition calls, I saw a random one and it was like, we're looking for a digital news host for, to talk about movies and pop culture and I was like, sweet, that's me. Like it was like <laughs> yep. my my last audition of the day. Like I walked in and just like read a script and that night they called me and they were like, Hey, we would love to 
have you be our new host. And wow. I just cried. I was crying because <laughs> I was so happy. And I, I thought to myself, I was like, well, I quit this job. Like I didn't have a plan after. And everyone was like, you should never quit a job without like a something lined up. And mm -hmm. But I just wasn't happy there before. And so I was, again, just like taken aback that everything sort of worked out the way that it was supposed to. And I just remember getting off the phone and immediately like, oh my God, <laughs> I got my first housing job. Like I was so excited. <laughs> Were all of your friends that went small market super jealous? <laughs> I mean, they probably wouldn't tell me. But <laughs> <laughs> They're like, mm, I'm no. over here in Wisconsin reporting on a cow festival no, and right? Natasha's hanging yeah. out with Ty Dolla Sign now. <laughs> oh my God. No, no I, offense to small market. I love journalism. No, I really <laughs> think that everyone has like, Everyone has their own journey, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and it's like I'm still very much like working up my own ranks like here in L.A. Like it's it's difficult wherever you go. And I just always appreciate everyone's hustle. Like for me, I was commuting from Chino Hills to L.A., which is only an hour, but it's essentially like two hours in rush hour traffic, mm -hmm. like both ways. And um, people would ask me, like, isn't that tough? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's really hard, but it builds your character. So if part of your journey is going to Kansas or going to Montana and it's really rough and you miss your family and you're not getting paid that much, it's all about building your character and, like, putting in that work. And I'm, I just fully believe, like, it'll come back around. So, mm -hmm. it, and I'm a believer that when it's your time, it's your time. Mm, so, that's good yeah, advice. shout out yeah. to all my Chapman News alumni out in the small markets. <laughs> <laughs> They're killing it in their yeah. own way, yeah. too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. And what would you, for somebody who is, you know, in journalism school right now or even just wants to be a host um, and everyone keeps telling them, no, you have to do it this way, you have to do it this way, like, what is some advice that people gave you that made you feel, I'm doing the right thing, even though I'm just commercial auditioning, I don't know what I'm going to do next? Um, I think that, I'm trying to think of it as, like, a piece of advice, but... I think for me, it was just that I understood I had a focus like I didn't listen to you should do everything and then figure out what you like and then focus on that. It was like, no, I knew right away what my focus was going to be. I knew I would be in entertainment. So why would I move to a smaller city in the middle of the country when I have Hollywood right in my backyard. So what I give, what I say to people who are trying to get into the industry is like, if you know you want to do sports, do sports all the way. If you know you want to do politics, do politics. Like when I was growing up dancing, this is a weird parallel, but um, I loved ballet. Like that was my passion. But the popular thing was to take all of the classes that were offered. It was like, take hip hop, take tap, take lyrical, take all these things. But really, if you want to be an expert, you sort of have to decide what it is that you want to do or else it's good to be a jack of all trades. But there's definitely something to be said that, you know, experts are needed in their fields. And so you should sort of find your calling and find your passion and narrow in on that no matter what people tell you. Like you have it in your gut. Like, People told me not to quit my job, but I like had it in my gut that I was miserable there and that I needed to move on to something else and that something was going to happen. So go with your gut feeling and find your focus is what I would tell students right now. Oh, that's yeah. good advice. Hey, Leslie. Yeah. What? I'm just saying. Oh, because I'm, I'm a student. <laughs> is that my advice? Thank that's you. That's your advice. I well, took I it. Mean, I took it. Uh -huh. Side note, you, you hustling too there, girl. 
I'm trying. You right? Are. It's been busy. It's been busy. <laughs> <laughs> Me Too Fellowship? Yeah. Hey! Hey! Don't anyone? be all modest over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard so your bio. anyone saw my Instagram story, <laughs> um, I work at Me Too temporarily. I mean, it's a temporary job. Instagram but... and social media, I mean, I think people have it in their heads, but it is seriously so beneficial. Mm-hmm. Like, the more that you play it up, like the better because I one time had somebody call me for a pilot because of my Twitter and like I don't even put that much attention on oh, my wow. Twitter as I do to From like my Twitter? Instagram. From your Twitter? Wait yeah. what tell us if you can tell us that story. Oh yeah I mean it was it was a pilot actually it was through me too mm-hmm. as well it was a pilot that we shot last year and the guy who sought me out he was like hey like I you know I love your work like let's meet let's talk about like working together and so when we finally when I booked the pilot and we finally started working together he was like yeah he's like I follow you on Twitter and I love your voice like like basically my thoughts you know mm-hmm. I always felt weird with Twitter because like these are just my random thoughts <laughs> <laughs> like it's not like a cute picture or something uh-huh. and he was like yeah he's like you just have a really good like online presence and I feel like before I never paid attention to Twitter ever like I don't think I really started paying attention to Twitter until I started working for Collider because a lot of our questions would come in through Twitter Mm -hmm. and I was like oh okay there's I have an audience here like I'll pay more attention to it so just like really be on top of like being proud of what you're working on don't be afraid to seem like you're being too extra to like all these people who are like oh another interview like it doesn't matter (laughs) haters gonna hate you go and do you and get your money like just do it I'm gonna take that note from Cardi B like she's so inspiring (laughs) no weirdly yeah she's so really inspiring like she gives no F's but I get up 10 yes so it's like Uh it doesn't matter like even if you're trying to start a blog like I did a blog for like a hot second and I was like I don't know that I want to post about it because everyone has a blog and it's like who cares just do it and opportunities will come oh thanks, <laughs> thanks. diary of a girly, of a girly girl, girl. Yes. Yeah, you can't even remember because i haven't even diary I have of a girly girl yes because oh, i was like i'm such a girly girl i'm gonna write about makeup and fashion well i but, mean like, you I got, were yeah yeah like i did get some great contacts from there yeah. and like do some influencer events oh, through wow. that blog so again like don't be shy to promote the hard work that you're doing mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. That's People another are nugget. keeping tabs on you, haters. Who cares? Yeah. You know, if your Instagram story is twenty tabs long, <laughs> yeah. who cares? Somebody's watching it. And if anything, yeah. if they don't care, yeah. they can just swipe. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just swipe. All right. Just like okay. swipe, okay. unfollow. I'll get a new follower. It's yeah. okay. Exactly. I okay. keep going up and down one every day. I check and it's like this number, then this number. Do you guys ever have people who like follow you and then unfollow you? Oh, like God, every day. day. Every yeah. day. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, like that's just annoying. Did you like me one day? me another like yeah, what's, it's like what's I see the on. same person do this I was like you need to chill like, <laughs> you might think I don't know this but I'm but seeing I that do. name pop up <laughs> and I'm not following back because <laughs> what you're telling me is you're a troll and I do not need any more trolls on my page no thank no. you and I saw I mean being at complex I saw one of your um I think it was a video that you did where someone mm. was asking how do you deal with the with the comments on there because oh, yeah. people be thirsty as hell oh my what is God. that like you know with we're going getting a little serious but not really like with the me too movement and all these like stories of women journalists entertainment journalists being harassed like what is that like to be on the other side of those comments or even i don't know if you've experienced anything in an interview where you felt uncomfortable not in an interview i definitely had some like in office experiences and it was very difficult like 
And I really do commend the women who are stepping forward because it is scary. Like, thankfully, nothing like too crazy happened to me, but there was definitely inappropriate things. And I would call my boyfriend at the time and just like cry on the phone and be like, what can I do about this? Like, I don't know if people are going to believe me. Like, this is my boss, like blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, it's, it's very scary to deal with because and especially being like an attractive young woman, there's already so many stereotypes that you need to get past. Like I've been told in the office before, like, oh, let's see if you actually have a brain or if you're just pretty. Like, and it's like, seriously, dude, like why you hired me? So Mm -hmm. like, why did you hire me then? Like it just, and then when you prove them wrong and you actually do a good job, they're like, wow, like blown away. Like, no, I went to college. Like I have a degree. Like you can just sit down now. Like it's just, it's very frustrating. But in terms of the comments, like, yeah, when I started working for Complex, that was the first time I'd really experienced that thirsty of comments. And like thirsty is putting it lightly because oh, some of them are disgusting. And so I was afraid to share my stories with like my family on Facebook because, you know, I come from a conservative Catholic Latino family mm-hmm. and they just don't get it. And so I remember I sort of kept it under wraps for a while. And then one family party, I had one of my aunts come up to me and she was like, I saw that story that you did on Complex. I don't know why I'm giving her a Southern accent. <laughs> I, I was like, wait a second, where, where are you going? Where's your family from again? <laughs> I know, right? Uh-huh. She's like, I saw that story. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, so those, uh, those comments. And I was like, oh. yeah. She was like, how do you deal with that? And I was just like, you know, I'm like, you just have to just let it roll on over. But I mean, there's definitely moments when it hits you because it is extremely offensive and very disrespectful. And Mm -hmm. sadly, we do get desensitized. Like I won't say I'm desensitized. Like I am desensitized by some of these comments, but like when you really think about it, it's like, why do you want to talk about like a girl like that? Like imagine if, you know, someone was talking about like a young daughter, like in your future, in their future, like that, like you wouldn't ever want someone to address like, the things that they're saying. But I mean, the thing is, is that I think that they're just kids on the internet to be really honest with you. And they're just being silly. And if you call them out, they will apologize. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, or if they meet me in person, like if I'll meet like fans in person, they're just like, they're so respectful or they're shy. And it's like, oh, on that YouTube right. comment section. <laughs> Behind the computer, you that were feeling yourself. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, I know. I feel like there should be something where it's like you can expose them, but uh, I don't know. It's crazy. Oh. <laughs> Just screenshot. Yeah. Start posting them on I your know. Instagram stories. Y'all watch out because there you go. Yeah. You might be ready. You see me tagging you in my IG story. <laughs> <laughs> Just savage. Just shit out of here. Savage mode. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, y'all better be quiet. That'd be, that'd be funny. I oh would my God, be I funny. would love that. Maybe one day when I'm like in a bad mood and I need to like feel just better. Vent. <laughs> just just start going ham. <laughs> Tagging oh like God. crazy. Oh, my God. Dear I love Lord. that. Girl. Yes. That's hilarious. And we're, I mean, you're going to get these comments forever. And as you get bigger and bigger, it's gonna keep coming but on a more positive note of that where do you see yourself in the next five years oh god maybe not like a set game plan because i know none of our careers are linear but Mm -hmm. just in five years someone's like hey natasha what are you doing now what would you like to tell them i mean i would love to right now american latino is on tv but i would love to have like a solid like 
TV hosting gig. Like the mm-hmm. the dream growing up was E News. But the cool thing now with the industry changing is it is predominantly digital. And so I have an opportunity to create something that is like an E News that is my own show that I'm producing that I have power over. So I would love to be able to create something of my own that's like in the field of entertainment that I enjoy. Um, but I think also like another huge dream is definitely like live television. Like I would love to host Dancing with the Stars. Like Dancing with the Stars, hold on. Like don't get canceled. Like don't do none of that. Like I want to host that show because I love it. Da- I feel like it's like a perfect blend of like my two worlds like dancing and hosting i would love to do like a dancing with the stars american idol of course like host the oscars maybe even the today show maybe even grab like a best friend and do like a kathy lee and hoda thing like i don't know shoot yes girl yes girl i'm just like my my mind is literally reeling while i'm staring at her i'm like okay see that that? 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 yes yes okay great thank you for manifesting for me i appreciate that i feel like that's That's what you have to do you really do and that's one thing that i i really do like love about la as much as it's like the grind and the hustle when you find those friends, when you find friends, them, those friends. I'm getting tired, guys, when of my southern accent. <laughs> We're just going to end the whole interview with all I'm of us doing southern accents. southern accents. Please. I don't know but how good mine you... is, but we'll try. Hey, y'all, we're bossy bonitas <laughs> over here. <laughs> your, your Tex-Mex favorite there you girls. Go, yeah. Tex-Mex girl. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh, but you bad. find those friends that you just love watching everyone succeed. Yeah. And I feel like I don't know what is going on in the universe or what's lining up, but myself and all of my friends are all like, kicking it up a notch it feels like everybody in social media is just like look at what i'm doing look at what i'm doing i'm like oh my god like it's all finally yeah like all this work and hustle that you've been working on is finally like Mm -hmm. paying off and that's so sweet that you're like supportive of your friends instead of being like oh my god she got this like why didn't i get that and that's probably why you're also doing well in your own career because it's like the more positive energy that you put out it's like mm-hmm. the more you get back and i think too in this industry it's easy for well if you can even dissect it to women it's easy for women to feel competitive because there aren't that many positions for women mm-hmm. and so it's like we're like oh well she can't have that because then that means that there's no more spots for women and hopefully like as time goes on and the more that we rally for each other and the more like we are hustling we're putting in the work it's like we've earned our place that there'll be like plenty of jobs for everybody and we can all be supportive because I think that's probably the downfall of social media is that you know it's like you can ha- be feeling low when you're on social media and you're just like oh great that girl got this a whoop de doo like oh, yeah. let me go eat Guilty. a carton yeah. of ice cream now <laughs> it does sound good though it, it does. sounds good <laughs> then you put on the pounds and you hate and yourself you're like, more and you're like oh yeah. she's skinny on instagram like she got that filter though everyone she, she uses that face tune reshape reset yes yes everyone uses it let's I be real. i mean let's be real no here. shame yeah Maybe a little shake. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you got a little pudge. You got to swoop it in, smooth it out. Just a little, uh, you know. I mean, coming that. from the pageant world, though, there is that pressure, too. I mean, yeah. you and I can both relate yeah. on that of, like, you almost... That's something I did want to ask you about. Mm-hmm. That transition from being, like, the picture-perfect cookie-cutter pageant girl that you have to present mm-hmm. into hosting and not only just like hosting but you're not in that pageant stance you're doing like complex and you're doing entertainment and you're really doing like 
not the normal yeah. like not like pageant patty pageant patty like politically correct <laughs> type of stuff like what was that like because i'm sure you had a fan base coming from one spot that transition mm-hmm. into being like well this is actually who i really it actually was such an amazing point in my life to be able to break free of mm. the, and don't get me i loved pageants of course and like i was off i was authentically myself when i was miss california like right. i i mean my blog was diary of a girly girl like i love <laughs> dressing up like i do love working out i love like being able to you know public speak in different settings and do all of that stuff but when i finally finished my reign so they call it mm-hmm. and i transitioned into like who i was no title just me it was so exciting and I feel like everybody around me could feel the energy shift and they were just like wow like you're glowing right now like you're the best you've ever looked you look so happy and I think it really was just because I was like you're graduating high school and you're like the world is my oyster (laughs) it's like you're just going around and like finding all these new opportunities and and doing things differently it's like but of course I was like typical like girl like I chopped my hair off right away <laughs> yes like typical I like, I'm move changing my life like, like my hair is off like I'm gonna change the world but it's true it's like there's so many risks that you can sort of take when you don't have that I guess bubble of what you think you're supposed to look like but in terms of like what I would tell a pageant girl that is competing I think one of the biggest things that helped me when I finally won because I competed four times before winning um, was that I I eased up on the pageant patty picture perfect and need to do everything right and that's why I'm gonna win I looked I just told myself I was like okay I've put in my work and I am who I am. And I'm going to have just have fun on pageant night. And if I don't win, it's cool. Like, I, I'm i going to do other things. But it's really hard. It really is just a mental game. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> with pageants, training yourself to have that mental stamina is only going to help you in whatever else you want to do. Like, I can still apply that to my life now as a host. Like, if you sort of, like, keep that mentality of, like, oh, uh, I don't have to be, like, posting this every day to get this many followers or I don't have to be dressing this way to book this job. It's like you could just be yourself and ease up on that and then what's ever going to naturally come to you will. You just have to be patient. Yeah. That's it. It's yeah. just patience and and being like mentally positive. Mm-hmm. Preach, girl. I like that. Oh, such mm-hmm. sound mm-hmm. advice tonight. <laughs> yes. You. you know. Oh, I get it. You know, you know. You know. And then just some, just to kind of wrap up our night, I want to, we're filming this at night, whatever. Um, I wanna, I wanna ask you, Jess. Who are, who is your favorite bossy bonita that you look up to? Like, it could be an entrepreneur, a family member, but who's like just a kick-ass woman that you're like, I admire her. Not even her career, but just you admire her as a person. Yeah. Um, I, I really have to say, Gina Rodriguez. Um, I think she is probably the most genuine person in Hollywood that I've like seen. I feel like she radiates like genuine energy and you know like the subject that we were talking about before and just speaking up for being a blend of cultures as a Latina and to just be proud about that like I really respect like I loved her on her show Jane the Virgin like I thought she was adorable but when she had that breakthrough when she was like I don't understand why Latinos aren't supporting me like I'm 
I'm doing this for you. Like I'm, I'm putting my heart and soul and I'm representing like this community and it hurts to feel backlash from that community. Like you guys need to ease up on it. And so I feel like I really respected that she did that. And I saw like a piece of myself, like I saw that representation in her. And so I think that that just inspired me to, you know, to be as authentic as possible. Like it's, it is hard and it's scary. Like, and I still struggle with it like on certain days, but I think when you have someone like a Gina Rodriguez or whoever else in the industry that you look up to doing that, then you can, you know, be a little bit more brave, like after you see them for sure. So yeah, she's a bossy bonita. That I, I love. I, that I love. That I love her. I did get to meet her, actually. You did? I did. Is she just as amazing? On Jane the Virgin, like, way back when. That's oh, awesome. Wow. Uh-huh. And if you watch the episode where she goes back in time, goes back to Catholic school, I'm sitting right behind her. Oh, my God. With my little braids and my Catholic school girl. Wait, I did not know. You've never told me this. Yeah, well, it was... The reason why I'm bringing that up, though, is I, I want to go off of that is she is absolutely like 100% authentically who Mm -hmm. she is online because we were filming at a middle school and these little girls it was the cutest story where they came up with their notebooks and they had written like media pass on their notebooks and they came up to the PAs and they were like can we interview her we just want to interview her she stopped production yeah and literally interviewed with them and then any little kid during the like changing times of classes that came up she'd take pictures with them autograph like and you didn't feel like oh my god we need to get off set like we're already at hour 14 yeah you just genuinely saw this amazing human being that was yeah so grateful for where she was Mm -hmm. and appreciative for like what she's gotten because she did background like way back when and to see her and I saw at other events she is just 100% herself yeah I think that's the thing it's like she appreciates what like who got her there and I feel like those moments like everyone has those moments when when you meet somebody that like inspired you and like changed the course of your life like I bet you those girls were like I want to be an actress now. Like mm-hmm. I met a girl, she was hosting for MTV, MTV Tres when I first started doing pageants and she's the reason why I wanted to get into hosting. Oh, wow. And so it's yeah. like, you always, you need to like think about like that future generation. It's like, you got to give it back, you know, cause yes. it's just going to keep the ball rolling. So yeah. that makes me so happy that she's like that. Cause I feel like there are some people yeah. in the industry, obviously that you're like, Oh my God, I love that. And then you meet them and you're like, Oh no. Had a lot of those. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, dang it. Like, dang. I mean, I get it's hard, but it's like nice when you, you see those celebrities or those artists that sort of stay true to who they are like from before they were famous yeah, yeah like, just be nice awesome. to people guys yeah. that's all you need just be Sanchez nice. was so sweet the other day. oh yeah Aww. you met her and interviewed she's her so pretty. where she can Candace where can people watch that oh uh I actually got to interview the entire cast and the director of traffic get it um at a press junket which was amazing that movie looks good it's really good I'll give a shout out to that movie because I watched it um last week actually and it's talking about human trafficking. And what I loved about it, though, is that it does have a love story in it, mm-hmm. which is a little bit different than what you watch when you go in for a thriller about trafficking. Yeah. You typically feel like you're going to get hit over the head with all this information. And there was a love story. And it was an entirely diverse cast. And what the 
cool part about it was too is that they focused on an American story. Most of the human trafficking mm. that you watch is international. So people True. are like, oh, if that I travel internationally, it doesn't happen here. 1.5 million women in this country That's are so being yeah. trafficked. You know the biggest hub is in Anaheim in Orange what? County? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they said that's how the whole movie started. In Anaheim? Is mm-hmm. that they, um, the director, his daughter's 13 and he got an email saying, <gasps> don't take them to this mall because they knew about stuff that was happening. And then he was like, what is going on? Is so and did crazy. research. And it all happens at a gas station wow. in this movie. Wow. But um, they were amazing. And then um, wow. Lazalonzo a- was in it too. So it was like. Mm-hmm. It was really, really good. Yeah. Paula Patton. Why do they Omar always Epps. happen at gas stations? Because it's incognito. I just, read, I just read a story that a girl posted online where mm-hmm. she had a, she's a journalist and she was out doing a story, stopped to get gas, and she had a similar Well, the situation. lead is a journalist. Oh, God oh, damn. The lead is a journalist. Yes, journalism. Women <laughs> buy themselves a lot. I can't wait. I love it, though, is that uh-huh. she knew, like, Journalists should be FBI agents, I swear, because she knew exactly, like, I'm not going to ruin the story, but she knew when to do what and mm. who to call and all this other stuff. And I'm like, girl, kill it. You, you That's crazy. You survived because of that journalism instinct <laughs> oh right my there. God. The degree came the in degree handy. The degree came in the handy. Was <laughs> Dear Lord. That's well, insane. On that note. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody be, safe. So be, be safe. Be safe, ladies <laughs> and men. Everybody. Make sure there's people around. Anyways. Oh my call God. someone if Get you're there. Get some pepper spray. We're turning, <laughs> it, we're turning this into a PSA for against <laughs> that's how our episodes always go is it goes from like something like so, so general nice. to like intense yeah yeah that's just how yeah. you do it at boxy bonitas yes. okay psa ted talk all oh, wrapped we in cover one. it all we cover every single area but natasha thank you so of much course. for sitting with us so and fun. chatting and so glad you got to come on it's Me amazing too. to hear your story and you. you're out there repping it don't matter if she don't speak spanish because yeah, okay. you are repping latinas <laughs> out there and we love it i wish and they could see my facial expression right now <laughs> it's great i love it it's that thank sass you. <laughs> she got it don't Sassy. mess with her and don't be coming for her weirdos in the comments yeah or right. else i'm gonna put you on blast in the <laughs> ig story <laughs> and where can people watch that ig story if it um, ever you comes guys to can play. find me at natasha lexus underscore on instagram and twitter and where else can they watch all year and you can watch uh complex on complex news on youtube american latino kcal 9 saturdays at midnight i know it's late but i know some of y'all be staying at home with a glass of wine on a saturday night so just turn on the tv and see me uh but we also have a youtube uh page for american latino so american latino complex news and my Instagram, Natasha Lexus underscore. Yes, I Boom. love it. Boom, there you go. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank Whether you, you were so in much. the car, at home, whatever it was, thank you for hitting play. And make sure that you also check us out at Bossy Bonitas on Instagram and Twitter. And I think we're on Facebook, right? We are on Facebook. And on Facebook. We're on everything. And the website is up and coming as well, guys. So stay tuned to that. That's right. Website for all of y'all. That actually still use websites anymore. With some new photos. (laughs) Who checked out those photos? Oh, yeah. Shout out to Uh Alexis Dickey. And um, what is her insight? Oh, brown and brown and beautiful. and beautiful. The best makeup artist she was um, legit. in oh. L.A. and Orange County. So check her out. You'll mm-hmm. see her tagged in our photos. But yeah, thanks for listening and stay tuned for our next, next episode. episode coming soon. Let us know who you want us to interview next and also throw in some questions if you want us to cover a certain topic. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Daddy looks from your mother. 